When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. And really, we're behind the ropes ropes because we are in our Patreon section where we just kind of break it down and talk about things that we don't really talk about with the general public. That's why it's Patreon, guys. Um, And we are here joined by a fan favorite, someone we've had on the show before. We are welcoming back exclusive, no last name to be revealed, Miss Sarah Sarah. How are you? Hi, David. I'm so happy to be back. Now, because I've now done 800,000 shows and I don't know what Mm -hmm. day it is, Reminds me, what did we talk about? I know we talked about 90210 when you were on our right. regular show. We actually talked about your time at the Regency with yes. Dubin and um, what's the other one? Tom, Tom D'Agostino. Okay, yes. I found it. Our episode, yes. our episode is June 3rd on the regular okay. Apple, and it's called Meeting Tom D'Agostino, Brittany and Jax. Yes, well, we'll never forget that experience together. We got pictures of Brittany and Jackson. Brittany was in rollers, and this was bad, right? It was so good. It was so good to see you in person doing that, which, I mean, when are we going to be able to do that again? I don't even know. But to see you run up to them and then Brittany just be like, sure, okay, but I have the rollers in, and you were like, I don't care. You know what? I mean, it's weird. Some celebrities have been doing pictures still on the street. I've seen some where people are wearing masks. It's just strange. Yeah, I think as long as you stay like six feet or, you know, or just somewhat distant, I think they'll do it. They still wanted the recognition just as much as you want the photo. I don't even know if I want the photo anymore. I'm so busy. I just don't have time. Oh, well, that's good. Well, okay. I mean, let me backtrack. I want photos <laughs> with everybody, but I think what I want more is I want you to be a guest on my show. So I have a different purpose. Right. Listen, right. as is being discussed in my book, which we're on like page three something, we're going to have to edit it down. Um, corona has changed my entire career. It's helped my career. I know. Well, because now people are sitting home and they're saying, hey, I, I, I want to get out there. I want to talk to someone. I want the press. And they know your podcast is on fire now. So they're burning up the charts. I guess. 
Now, we're here today to talk about a topic. Really, it's, so it's something I just talked about. I was on the Whoop It Up podcast with Vicki Gumbelson. I listened. I listened. Did you I like it? it? I did. I did. I, I loved it. And her and um, Steve, Steve really liked you too. Yeah. Listen, and I get nothing out of this, guys, but June 11th, go to Whoop It Up with Vicky. That episode, I was the special guest on. There's no royalties coming my way. I get nothing by saying this. But it was good. We had, like, really good chemistry. And Vicky wanted to talk about, like, the pitfalls of reality TV. And I think that is something interesting to talk about here because a lot has happened in the world since I was on Vicky's show. Mm particularly in the world of Vanderpump. But like, I don't know, like, yes. I guess starting out, I don't know, like, why do people, like, you see, so you're a publicist, so mm. you know, you're in the business. Mm. I don't know, like, Vicky asked me why people go on reality TV. And I'm, I am convinced it is not for the money. It is for the fame. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that people would do it even if they were making $10 a week. It's the fame. It is getting recognized by people like you and me. Like, you know what I mean? And it's getting into the, the best parties. And it's um, just getting that, you know, we all say that we want that, that 15 minutes of fame or longer. And these people, that's all that they want. They want to be loved. They want to be adored. And why not have a camera follow you around? I really don't think it's about them. Maybe for some of them, it's about the money. Maybe at this point, somebody like Mimi Leakes, who doesn't really care anymore, for her- I think it's about the money for her. Bravo money. You know what I mean? And for Vicky, Vicky, I mean, I believe, you know, Vicky said she made $0 her In the first year. Season. Yeah, I read, I listened to, your, to the podcast. I believe that. But she didn't do it for the fame. She did it for the, like, if this could help my business, like Patty right. Stanger said that, Jeff Lewis. Like, they- I mean, I'm not saying Jeff Lewis and Patty didn't want the fame. I'm not saying that. But mm. Vicky, I believe, did it truly for, you know, the fact that this could help my business. Right. right. But, I mean, what does that say that everybody... I mean, first of all, not everybody. There really are people that would not want to be famous, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Or you think every human Then why would wants they be on a reality show? Well, no, I'm saying, like ones that say no like there are people that just would say oh no. yes oh no, no for sure yes but the ones that say yes that they're this is clearly what they want this is their mo like they want to do this and i, I don't mean that i don't think it's for the money no and like i told vicky i'm not going to mention any names but i know a lot of wealthy women that are in the beginning of their housewife's career. We do not need to mention names. I know who you're talking about, I think. It's not just who you, it's not even one franchise. It's like a bunch of different franchises. Mm -hmm. And these particular women don't need, like they've got money. Now, of course, right. there's more money to be had when you can never be too thin or have too much money as far as I'm concerned. But they're not in it for the money. They're not. They are not. Or, they're, I know they're not, but at the same time, maybe they're in it for their own money because a lot of these housewives live off of their husband's money or their significant other's money. Maybe now it's, a, it's about them saying like, well, I can make my own dollar and I'm going to do it by being famous on a reality show. True. But the two people I'm thinking of, the two women in particular, it's their money. I mean, at least now it is. 
Well, maybe because of a divorce, but. <laughs> oh, so I get it. They have to prove something to themselves that they can make their own money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like they could work and, and they're entertaining. So why not? So like, what does that say about our world? Like, no, none of us have a good life. None of us are worthy of living if we're not in the public eye. No, no. Why do people want it so bad? I know. And it's like watching a car crash every time you watch these things. You just want more. You just can't take your eyes off of it. Right. And like the thing is, so like Vicky told me, she's like, you should start a consulting service for people that want to go. Listen, if I, it's, it's on my list of things I need to do with my life, but really there is a like beginning, middle and end to what one could offer advice to. Like, this is you at the beginning of your reality career. This is the middle and this is what you need right. to do in the end. Like, I just think people don't listen. Like the thing is- Vicky should do that. I should do it with her. Yeah, Vicky should be the one because she's lived all three stages. Not like she's at the end, but she's at the end of her Bravo Housewives end. But as I told her on the podcast, she is in between stages two and three on the five stages of grief. She is between anger and denial. Mm-hmm. So she is not even near her acceptance yet. Right. Okay. You're but, right. But that's the thing. It's like everybody, like the thing is, if you know, if we're not even talking about Bravo, everybody gets fired. I mean, Angelina from Jersey Shore took her mm-hmm. how many years to get back on the air? And just like, wouldn't you say, like Tamara told me this, Tamara told me that she never thought she was coming back. That is my best advice you need to really be like, this is my last year. I have a contract for this season and I will never be back. That would be- So every death. year you think that? Every year you tell, tell yourself that? You mean? Yes. Or, okay. I do. That's what Tamara said she did. I don't right. know if I, I, that's what she said she did. That every year- I don't know year, if I buy that. Cause she's been a fan favorite for many years. I think she assumed every year that she was coming back. I don't I think, think so. so. And then she says she lived below her means. Like, that's my advice. You tell yourself it's your last year and you live below your means. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, what can you do after this? Like, when you're Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules, you are not going to go sit in a cubicle somewhere. No. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. No, I I don't know. It's like the same thing that goes for, say, athletes. Usually after their career, they want to go on to broadcasting and take that to the next level. But only a few end up being successful at it. You know what I mean? Like Michael Strahan. Right, right. But And athletes also have the money, though, to retire and kind of not work again and figure out other ways to, to make some sort of income, like sponsorships, you know, uh, Bravo 
Bravo celebrities don't really have those means. So you're right. It's, it's how do they, I mean, it's a lot to think about is how do we move on from this? How do we take this career after, you know, say like Jax and, and become something? You know who's done well for herself? Miss Morgan Stewart from Rich Kids. Oh, right. Yeah. Now she's a, a, a correspondent on E, right? They, like, she's been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. They like, I know. I but, saw her at E with one of my talent in LA like, about a year ago. She's like the real deal. Like, she's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, for instance, I don't, I'm not going to mention names again. I know someone from a Bravo show. Right. And it's a Bravo show that has younger people on it. Okay. Not housewives. Okay. There's a lot of younger people on this particular show. Mm-hmm. And this particular person wants to be like a Morgan Stewart, but they, I don't see it. I don't, it's, I don't, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, this is what we do for a living. David is saying it's not going to happen. So I don't need to mention who it is, but you, you're, you're in PR. You like know when yeah. someone has it. You know what? It's like, just, you have to be well-spoken. You just got to be a certain way. Yeah. Unless the world is going to change and we're going to now, you know, maybe with everything going on in the world, it's going to change and the requirements are going to be different. And we're going to want actual people that we can relate to. <laughs> like more normal people, but no, I yeah, I don't know. That's that's a, yeah. But you know who tried to do it, and I mean, I don't really know where she went. Is um, Adrena Patridge from the Hills? And where did she go? Exactly. Nowhere. Exactly. I mean, she went back onto the Hills. So right. there you go. Which but Kristen Kristen Cavallari did it. You okay, know? Kristen. Do you know Kristen quit her show, her reality show? Yes, be- because of her divorce, though. That's that. That was the you know the reason. But I but love she's that. On e, but she's also on E as a fashion correspondent, like before the Emmys and the Oscars and the Golden Globes. That's true. Roundtable with like Brad Goreski and and all the fashion correspondents, and she discusses that. And she so she definitely has taken her career to that level of that. And she probably could still keep moving on that direction if she wants to. I, I think. think she might still do that. And People she has recognize a, her, you know? And she has a real business, Uncommon right. James. Uncommon James. My friend just bought me a piece of jewelry from her line for my birthday and it's so pretty. I was very impressed. Really? Yes. Well, like, I think that's the key. Like, Elsie from the Hills, like, she has a real business. Yes, she's got that line at Kohl's, and it's apparently does so well. And she probably doesn't have to work again, honestly. She does, I don't, so, like, that's the thing. Like, you don't, like, I think having a, like, I don't know. It's just that is the key advice I would give someone is live below your means in, like, you need, like, a legitimate side business, which is not easy. Like, look, there's there's a difference between Uncommon James and Elsie's line at Kohl's right. versus like Ramona Pina Grigio. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my I, god. But it's you, true. You know, I was just cleaning, um, and I don't know if I should even say this, but you can I, say it. I was cleaning my apartment, and a certain housewife at some event that I was at for work gifted me with 
a pillow. You probably know exactly who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I found it like shoved under my bed and I was like, okay, first of all, it's a travel pillow. Like, but like an ugly sized one, like a different, an odd shaped one. And the point of this business was, I guess, it was supposed to get rid of wrinkles or I, I don't know. It was supposed to help your, your sleep, your skin, ah, whatever. I'm not even going to get into it, but I was, I found the pillow and I was thinking, wow, that didn't go very far. Like, did that even go anywhere? Could we mention who? Yeah, I don't care, but. Well, okay. So it's Jennifer Aiden. Yeah. Second of all, the pillow has nothing to do with her as a person. Like, she's Turkish on the show. Like, that's what she's known for. Like, at least have some... I mean, why should she have right, a pillow but like, anymore? Right, like, why a pillow? But, but isn't... I was thinking because maybe... Because her husband is a plastic surgeon. Maybe. It had to do with that. But she was explaining it to me like, oh, you know, it's... This will help with your, you know, the lines around your face and you'll wake up in the morning fresh face and this... I don't know. I like, okay... This first of all, move your Botox in the right, in the right direction. <laughs> first of all, what event were you at that Jennifer Aiden was handing out her damn pillows besides BravoCon? It wasn't. A, it wasn't an event, actually. It was an interview that I was working that I was covering for that show, um, and it was you know, through my job. But she was promoting the last season, I believe, of New Jersey. And she brought and her pillow. Gifting them to, you know, to journalists or people that she was being interviewed by that day. And I just happened to have been there and we struck up a conversation and she was absolutely lovely. Um, you know, we talked for a while, and, but this, but I, it was just funny. I was just thinking, wow, this pillow, whatever happened with that? She's lovely, but she's thirsty as fuck. Right. Okay. So that is that. Um, yeah, no, that well, pillow I'm trying went- to be nice. You're trying to be nice. I usually try to be nice, but A, this is Patreon, and B, it's Jennifer Aiden. I mean, right. so. Right, and you have a past with her, right? Yeah. Hmm. And guess what? In my book, it's coming out. I mean, listen, you can say anything you want about someone if it's your opinion. And I have right. my opinions on how my relationship with her started, developed, plateaued, and crashed to the, the ground. Right. So I, it's okay. my right to talk about that. That's not what the whole damn book is about. The book is about lots of other things. Right. It happens well, to be a chapter in my co-author as we were writing it. I thought this chapter was just like, you know, we have a lot of chapters here, people. My co-author is like, what? So apparently it's one of the most, like just best chapters in the whole book. Oh. But, but this is what people... People have been asking me to tell this story for months. I'm going to tell it on my podcast too, but. Wait, I want to hear this offline. I mean, it's just like a whole, it's the whole truth. Like here's me as a person. Here's where we met. Here's where we went from being friendly. Here's where we went to being more friendly. Then we became friends and we became like best friends and I was at her house all the time. And here's the fucking crash of our relationship and burn and how the whole thing burnt to the ground. Mm. Just, it's all real facts. So. Right. It's, you know, it's shocking, right? And I know you're friends with all of them too, right? I know you're friends with Margaret and Dolores, right? 
I like my Jersey girls. Yeah. But you know what? I've said this before. If I lived in the OC, I'd be friends with Vicky and Tamara. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, I'm not discrediting, like, Margaret is family. I love Margaret. Yeah. Love. You know, you know what it is? I'm also, like, a Northeast boy. Like, I'm a New Yorker. So, you know, it's not that shocking, Same. right? Yeah. Like, but maybe. I want to know about, um, what was I going to say? I want to know about your new relationship with Tamara and Vicky. First of all, I love Vicky. So, mm. I mean, I was on the podcast and I was brought on as an expert in this very topic. We went into more detail. How did you she know, find you? That is a really, really, I'm, <laughs> I oh you know how this just shows you we're talking so my book is a how-to book everyone asked me how I went from a fan to friends with all the Real Housewives a fan to behind the velvet rope right like I became a professional fan and then a friend of all these housewives and now I have a business there really is a how-to if you want to be friends with a housewife you need to read my book if you want to be friends with a celebrity you you read this book, you slow it down, and you read every page. You can be friends with a celebrity if you follow the instructions in okay. this book. But really, okay. I'm not kidding you. There well, is I better get I better get an advanced copy then. You're gonna get an advanced copy. But yeah. with Vicky, part of what I talk about in the book is treat everybody as if they're a Bravo celebrity. On your way up, treat everybody the right way because you never know. So when I started gaining notoriety through this Behind the Velvet World podcast, we started exploding on our way up to being ranked number nine on Apple iTunes podcast charts. Yay. Smaller podcasts started reaching out to me to be a guest on their podcast. And rather than turn my nose up and be like, you have this many followers, who listens to you? Mm-hmm. I said yes to a smaller show Krista on the Morning Rush in Wisconsin, okay, I believe. And it turns, and I went on their show, and I had a great time. It was a morning radio show that I went on. Because my thing is, I'll go on any show. If I can get one more listener for an hour of my time, it, it's worth my time. It's worth it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get Not it. Not everyone feels that way. Yeah, but just that one person could be word of mouth to five others, you know? Right. So that's what it's about. I just reached out to, you know, a pretty big OG housewife from a cast past. Okay. And I mean, this biatch is making me show like, first of all, I'm not showing anything. Like, what are your numbers? What are your downloads? Listen, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Ooh. That's really smart. Yeah. But I'm like, here it all is. We were in People Magazine and here's the, the shit. And if you don't want to come on my show, don't. Right. But I really kind of want you. So I want to know who she is. I'll tell you. So I went on this smaller show, this radio show, Mm -hmm. and it turns out that out of all the guests that say no to this smaller radio show, the one guest that said yes was Vicki Gumbleson. And I'm like, okay, so here I am behind the big, you know, Velvet Rope. We're like burning up the charts and like Vicki won't get back to me. Like, I, I want Vicky on my show. Right. This, this is before I booked Tamara and everything. And she's like, I'm like, listen, you know, can you hook a sister up over here? 
So she put me in touch with Vicky and said great things about me. Like David came on our radio show. He knows what he's doing. He'll give you like, you don't have to train, like whatever, just wind him up and tell him what the topic is. And he's like a trained puppy. Right. And I'm like, that's true, Vicky. And then she got right back to me. So I wanted to go on, I wanted her on my show. And she got right back to me and she's like, my people are going to call you. And when the people called me, they were like, no, we want, and I was like, I'm so confused. They were like, no, we want you on Vicky's show. She needs guests. And I'm like, all right, well, I want her on my show, but let, let's put a pin in that for a minute. I, I saw nothing. I saw nothing from that moment except wanting to go on Vicky's show. Right. That's I'm so like, great. because I'm like, you know, my show was growing organically and I'm just like, like people don't realize there's a lot that goes into having a podcast. It's not all fun and games. You don't just turn on the mic and talk. It's like right. numbers and analytics. And I mean, I'm at the point now where it's like, yeah, there's some self-indulgences. Of course, I would always have a Vicky or a Tamara on my show. But like, I'm all about the numbers, baby. You come on my show and we do each other's nails and it's all fine. Right. And yes, I have certain self-indulgences, which I will allow to happen. But after that, honey, you better bring me the numbers. Because if not, can, yeah. Can I ask though, did Vicky... So you, you talked, you reached, she reached out and, you know, you talked about you going on her show, but did she recognize you, um, from seeing you like in the streets at like, watch what happens live or BravoCon or, you know what I mean? Okay. God, Sarah, you should just like, you're like in the book now. We talk about all this in the book. Vicky, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, no, no, no. I don't mind. This is like, well, you know. I don't want you to give away all your. No, secrets. honey, it's 300 fucking pages. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay, so Vicky didn't, but Tamara did. I reached out to Tamara as if I were like a stranger, just like, hi, here's my podcast. And within two seconds, Tamara emailed me back and she was like, uh, hello, like Earth to David, like I know who you are. I've met you 800 times. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah. So she was like, of course I would come on your podcast. So it's one of the things that I talked about in my book that like, I almost like through all of this in Corona, I realized like, you no, know, people really know me. You know what I mean? So Tamara knew me and I was like, okay, come mm -hmm. on. Vicky did it. But when Vicky was then getting back to me, I said like, don't take my word for it. Talk to Tamara. Right. Okay. And then when she called me, she was like, so how do you know Tamara again? And Vicky was like, well, I have no idea who you are. Listen, you know, Vicky is like, this is why I have a newfound love for Vicky because Vicky is, she never acted for all the years she was on the show. Like she never she, right. And that's the other thing about reality TV that I talked yeah. about with her. I think right. most of these people become caricatures of themselves if you're mm. on for a long time. Do you know you what know, I mean? You know who's, who's completely guilty of that? And I love her. But Lisa Rinna has become a complete caricature of herself to the point where it's just like, calm down, girl. Like, right. and, like what do you mean? Like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, but it's almost to the point where it's just a lot. It's too much. And it's too much. I know she's smart and she knows what to expect from, she knows what the viewers expect from her. But that's such a turnoff. I'm like, are you really being you or are you just being what the viewers want to see? Is right. what we're saying. And I, 
I lost her a little bit. Like in the beginning, I was so excited she was coming on because I was a soap fan. You know, I knew her from Billy from Days and Melrose Place. Like I think we discussed this last time. So um, and I've just always followed her. So then coming on, I, I just was just kind of like, oh, she was great. And then now it's just a little, it's a little too much to be honest. And I feel like we're not seeing the real Rinna anymore. I could see that, and that's what we talked about. Right. I talk, and like that's what I hate too. And that's yeah. why through like knowing Vicky now and she says this and it's true, like she just was herself. Like she was truly able to, so I'm like, look, Vicky, you got to move on. Like it's been 14 years of you just being yourself. And like Tamara even said this on my podcast, like Vicky didn't really know she was on a reality show. Like yeah. she, she just, that's Vicky. She was just being Vicky, which I appreciate. But I agree with you. Rena is too self-aware now. Yeah. I don't like that. Because she's an actress, you know? Yeah. The camera, she's going to give them what they want. She's going to give them, she knows when she's stirring the pot. But also, I feel that, like, you then get so sucked in that another pitfall is, like, you'll do anything. Like, like, Dolores won't go against Teresa if she's told because that's her real friend. Right, right. To me, like, Rinna, knowing what she's doing... Which she I doesn't care. With. She'll go against them. Yeah. She just went, went against Denise. Like, that's I her know. fucking real friend. She's, she's been friends with Denise for, like, 30 years, she said, or something like that. So or, what? A million dollars a year? Right. When, like... I mean, she's like a working stiff. She doesn't have the money that like Elisa Vanderpump has, but your children both make a good salary now. Yeah, you shouldn't need it. Exactly. So to like do that to a friend, that's where it's like, just because you know, yeah, I agree. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's the thing about reality TV. Like at what point, and how are people not in on this? That's what Vicky asked me. Like, how do people, like, Vicky gets it, I get it, you get it because you're in PR. Mm-hmm. Vicky asked me, like, do people not get it? And I said yes. Like, I think Susie Smith in Iowa, no offense to the state of Iowa, but, like, people, like, in the middle of the country, maybe, and I'm not saying everyone, lots of people get how it works. But I think there's this whole group of people that still don't understand how it works and producer manipulation. And it's real, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. You think everyone knows that throughout America? No. No. We know how stupid people are. (laughs) No, I, I don't think that they really think that this is real. Like, we know that... While yes, they're being themselves, they're all just being like an amped up version of themselves. They're not having the conversations with the camera running that they're with their husbands that they're having behind closed doors. We know that. I don't think middle of America knows that. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's just middle of America, but you know what I mean? I'm A using- lot of people. Yeah. Right. And like people don't realize like Lisa Rinna probably wouldn't have turned on Denise if there were no cameras and there wasn't right. a million oh, dollar paycheck. a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So that's when it's like, that's a pitfall of reality TV to me. It's right. like you could so caught up in the fame and your paycheck 
in everything that you will do what you have to and you know what you're doing. It's like yeah. any other job. Anyone out there that's listening to this, think about where you are in your job and career right now and where you were 10 years ago. Like you know what you're doing now more so than 10 years ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I don't I, know what, so why do we still watch? Like I said, it's like a car wreck. Like we have to watch. You don't want to watch, but you cannot look away. Also, I, for me, it stems from, you know, and I think we discussed this the last time I was on, it stems from, I grew up watching soaps and I feel like all these, these plot lines of reality are just basically taken from these like crazy plot lines of daytime dramas. <laughs> like, you know, who slept with who, you did that. Like, it's just this is your newest soap. But I think if you're a soap fan or you loved like the daytime, uh, nighttime dramas, like the 90210s and stuff, you just yeah. kind of, you know, fall prey to these storylines and you enjoy watching and you just can't not watch. For me, I'll, I'll always be a viewer of these kind of soapy, catty drama, you know. And I, and I hate seeing women go at it with other women. Like, I'm not a fan of that. But at the same time, why is it so enjoyable that we just can't not watch? I mean, that's a whole nother show for another day. Like, are these shows totally misogynistic or are they totally empowering to women because you do have your own money? It's, that's such a debate. Like, that's such a different topic than we're talking about right now. Such a different but, topic. Yes. Oh, my God. I know. See, we can go on and on. So, like, what are the benefits of all this? I mean, other than the fame and the money, is there any? Because I don't see any. Like, what is it? I don't know. Like, what are people yeah. seeking when they go on reality TV? I guess it's just fame, really. It is the fame. That's the benefit. I guess, you know, in 20 years, they can look back and say, oh, I was on this reality show. You know, let's just call it Vanderpump Rules. And at that point, Sir will be closed. Pump will be closed. You know, it'll be, Lisa will have already been back on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> It'll but then, like, um, but yeah, but like a Stasi, or maybe we shouldn't use her as an example. But no, because I have questions about Stasi. Right, right. Like, what what is she gonna do now? You mean? Yeah. Because so like, talent was basically being a reality star, and now yeah. they're fired. Will another network say say you know? Listen, if we want to circle back around to talking about this whole Stasi, Kristen. I don't want to get too much into it because I know that again, like that topic can just go on forever. However, forever. I think Bravo, I, I think what they did obviously was right and what they had to do obviously, but wouldn't it have been nice to see them kind of play this whole thing out on camera and learn from their mistakes on camera and show the viewers that they're learning from what happened so we could all see it and see how they're going to change hopefully for the better. I don't know. I think that maybe that would have been a little bit of a better, of a better thing. And I'm not saying that they, I think what Bravo did was right. And I do think that, you know, what everything Bravo stands for, they had to do that. But I, think I, so. I just, I think that 
somebody as popular as Stassi and, and you know, Kristen, who's your fave, I know. Um, She's my fave. I know. I, I think that, I don't know, I, I, I think it would have been nice to have seen it played out. Well, like, where does a Stassi, so now Stassi doesn't have her job, and the podcast right. tour is canceled because I was going and I got many refunds in the past. Dude, I was going to say, I hope you got refunded. Okay. The refunds are on their way. And I assume there's no more books for Stassi at the moment. No, not, there's nothing for Stassi at the moment. So where, A, where do you go from here? And can you bounce back? I do think you can bounce back because I think anybody can bounce back. I mean, look at Mel Gibson. Right? Who said all those anti-Semitic things mm-hmm. way back. And he's moved on. But you also kind of don't hear about him at all anymore. Like, what does he do? Does he even act in films anymore? That I don't know. But I just yeah. think he, I think he could if he wanted to. No, no, no. Yeah, you're because he... He did a few years ago. I know he was he was in a string of films, but 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 Stassi and Mel Gibson are like a completely different level. Like it's they a, are. It's a really bad comparison because like Mel Gibson was a huge is a huge movie star, um, with that you know royally fucked up for sure. Um, but you're right in terms of if they could forgive him for those remarks, then Stassi really didn't say anything it was just kind of what she did but what does she do now right i i I think i mean really that's like a question like what does she do everybody can make a comeback i think i don't know yeah that's that's so hard I do think that her writing... And I'm not even getting into the politics of it. Like, I'm not... Yeah, no, no. I'm not no, saying I mean, I'm happy... I'm not saying I, I miss her. I'm not saying I want her back. I'm not, I'm not making a comment either way. I'm just yeah. using her as an example. It could be anybody that is now off TV. Well, I think maybe her Tamara comeback, Judge. Maybe something like Stassi's comeback would maybe be to write another book, like a sequel to the basic... What was it? What was her book? It was like the basic white girl problem. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Which you're not basic because you're wearing all Chanel and whatnot. Now. Right. But, okay. <laughs> you were basic. I, I agree. The season one when, you know, you yeah. were waiting tables and eating ranch dressing, you were absolutely basic. But yeah. every time I've seen you, you've been in Chanel now. So that's not a basic girl for the world. But okay. But even like a Tamra judge, like Tamra... Well, she has her, like, her gym. Well, is the gym still around? And she has a CBT business now. Right, and the CBD, like, but she's smart. And Vicky's always had her own career, like, people like that. But what if you had none of that? Like, what do you do for money? Well, I know for Stassi, she probably made a pretty good profit from that book and from her tour and and from on Vanderpump. But I think, I think another, a sequel to a book when she, you know, learned. Like a tell-all. Like, yes, I think that will be the start. And then from there, who knows? Like, maybe she'll start a podcast. Didn't she? I think she did have one for a while. It was just canceled. Oh, it was. Okay. I think think it will have to be a book of, like, here. Here's the title. How I Had Everything and Lost It. And Lost It. Right. And it's going to have to include why you lost it and what you've learned and what you did wrong. No, there'll be many public apologies coming from her, for sure. 
But she, I don't think people care as much about Kristen, but Stassi is like a really big fan favorite on that. She show. had a lot to lose, the most to lose. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But then, okay, so you take someone like Max Boyens. Right, who, but I know that you have, you interviewed him, correct? Yeah, and I know him and I know his mother. And, and Brett. Um, yes. I watched the first few episodes with them on it, and then I kind of didn't love the new cast. So I didn't really, I wasn't really paying attention. So I, but, I'm not going to pretend like I know who these people are. I know who they are, but I don't. But like, okay, here's an example. So like, just a, like, it's just an argument of a pitfall of reality TV. So like, Max was a manager at TomTom. That was his like real career. Mm-hmm. And he was making money and he loved being a manager at TomTom. You say yes to a reality show. Then these racist, really racist tweets that you did came out. So again, we're not here to talk about the validity of those tweets, whether I support them. Of course I don't support them, but we're not talking about that. The point is like, now he is, so he was, I don't know what he was paid to be on Vanderpump Rules. I assume it was like a dollar. Right. I assume it was nothing for your first yeah, year. Yeah, it was probably like it's probably like twenty thousand dollars for the first year. That's I even like, I would have even yeah. thought less. But, but then after taxes, it's like ten grand. Right. But <laughs> so then you have someone like that. No, you're right. But then you have someone like that who is then now fired from the show. But then the thing is, now what do you at twenty something do? when you are now branded a racist by all of the world. So my point is like, if you were never on this show, these tweets never would have come out. But I am not supporting out. the tweets. I'm just from a purely like, Max's life would have been better if he if was he never, never on, on the show. show. So that's mm-hmm. my point of like, yeah. Teresa Giudice. Like, well, I, that's a different story because you can argue whether her life right, you could argue like she's a criminal and she's still on the show and still makes a gazillion dollars and right and kind of she, got rid of a husband and what she did was just as bad so but so then you take someone like max that has no money i mean stassi's right. hired an entire firm like I, I i i looked at the name the other day like stassi hired like the top firm the one that does every crisis management in the world mm-hmm. but then max can't afford that no. He can't afford to $40,000 a month or whatever it's going to be. So so he's pretty screwed, basically. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, Max is going to go apply for a job as a manager, and they're going to say, aren't you that guy that's fired for racist tweets? We're not hiring right. you. So what does he do with his whole life now? I don't know. He's got to find another profession, like another career. He can't, he can't be in hospitality let's put it that way so see that's that's so like it's this, again this is a show yes. about racism it's a show about like people don't i don't know there's there's a lot of negatives to being on tv that people just don't take into yeah. consideration but i guarantee you it's not going to stop anyone that gets signed up for a show like do you ever think about it like if you got signed up for a show like what would come out because i've thought of it <laughs> yeah. not that i have there's nothing yeah. racist in, but i mean like Things will come out. Pictures. I, yeah. yeah, I would never, and never, ever sign up for a show. I mean, shit comes out. Like, things you just don't think are important, they come out, man. I know. 
I know like the dumbest things that you could have out there, like you don't even realize that that might just like bite you in the ass one day, right? Like, so like everyone listening to this show, think about yeah. every email you've ever sent someone, every text, every DM, every time you spoke to the press, you got photographed somewhere by someone and it was put on Instagram, you were at some party, whatever it was, no matter how innocent or not innocent, every picture, email, DM, that each person listening to this has in their past, no matter how innocent, it, it will come out. If, you, if yeah. you blow up, it will. No, it will. And then it's just a matter of what did you really do and how bad is it? And, yeah. Right? Do you ever think about it? Because I think No, I know. And you know that after all this just happened with the Vanderpump staff, like every other Sheena and whoever on that show is probably like, oh my God, thinking like going back to all their old tweets and all their old DMs and all this, like, what have I said? What have I done? Because, you know, I think that they're, they're probably panicking. Wouldn't you think? Like, do you think there's going to be another round of terminating? Not even just for Vanderpump. I don't know, but I feel like, you know, they're like, they're like, you know, in the spotlight now in that way, like that, you know, all eyes are going to be looking at everybody else on that show and what else they've said and what else they've done. And, you know, I, I honestly, I think that they should just cancel the show at this point because you do? a lot of people think that. Yeah. I, I watched it for, I loved Stassi and I mean, I like Jax is enjoyable. I cannot stand Brittany. Um, I liked Kristen cause she was crazy. I don't like Sheena. I, I find the rest of them to just be blah. What about she, Lala? The Toms are fine. Lala, I like. She's entertaining. What about my favorite, DJ James Kennedy? Oh, he's very entertaining. I do like him. I love him. him. I, it's not about the pasta. I love no, him. No, I love him. Yeah, but no, I do love him. But I, I think, though, I hated the new cast. I thought they... they you don't just, like my best friend, Charlie? No, I didn't. Uh, your interview was very good. But I don't say... I don't mean I don't like them. I just don't... I didn't vibe with them. So... I get it. I think... Without Stassi, without Kristen, with these new people, I don't think enough people really care about like Jackson, Brittany, to be honest with you. Like I, I think, I think that there's something there. Obviously, with the whole Vanderpump uh, franchise, you know, and and that whole thing, but I don't know what. And I think like there should be two shows. There should be an OG show. But. Do but you it about them anymore like, well they could you center care about katie and tom like really i don't know no but they could center it around tom tom and right like almost maybe call the show tom tom but it would really be the ogs right but then i think they should have a show about working at sir and that would be newbies but it's certainly not going to be brett and max and i guess you keep the other three women but I think it will also include Sheena. That's what I think. I think Sheena will now launch the she, new show. Like a, like a spinoff from Sheena. Well, because she, she was the one, I think, out of everybody that vibed the most with the new cast. Well, right? if you read the Daily Mail in The Sun after Sheena was on the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, mm -hmm. Sheena told us that she still works at CERT and that seemed to go viral. Oh, right. I don't, it's so funny, the press. Well, you're in PR. Yeah. It's like, you never know. Like, because, I'm like. Because people probably assume that she didn't. 
it's, it's like, that's, that's what people are picking up on. Like, that's the most innocent comment she made the whole interview and it because, went viral. Because it's, it was interesting to know that if that's, if that's true, it's like, oh, she okay. said it. getting a paycheck from them. Whereas, you know, the others aren't. So, so that's what I think. Went to Sir um, years ago and probably like 2015 when the show was just gaining popularity and it was big. I, I was in LA and first of all, the food was so bad. It was one of the worst meals they had on the trip. It was so bad. And I even ordered the goat cheese balls because Stassi like raved about the goat cheese balls. <laughs> and it was so bad. But Katie was working and like a lot of the tables were calling her over and she was like chatting with people. Um, Sheena was working that day. And what was very cool is that Lisa Vanderpump's son, I think his name is Max, right? Yeah. He was actually bussing tables, like full on working and, you know, putting these dirty dishes onto the cart. And so that was really cool to see. Um, and then I remember leaving the restaurant and outside, Kristen was there. She was dating James Kennedy at the time and she was smoking a cigarette and, you know, James was there and he was like so new on the show at that point. We had just known, you know, him from that point, but it was really cool to see that they were all really working there and it was a thing. And, you know, it, it, just, it was so much more authentic than it is now, you know? Honey, you had a great star experience. Oh, it, it was great. That's and it was, a lot. And, and I was, I was working. So I, I didn't really feel like I, I couldn't go up to them and be like, Oh, can I have a photo? Or, you know what I mean? I was, I was with colleagues and I, I just wasn't in that fan mode, but it was super, it was very cool. And then I, uh, about two years ago, I went to Tom Tom, um, when it first opened, like probably like the first week or two. And Tom Sandoval was working behind the bar. I don't know if he was technically working. Did everyone he, want, want a picture? Yeah. And I did get a picture with him. Yeah. You know, it's, let me tell you that little 5% um, each, they're like some of the richest ones. The Toms are yeah, worth 4 million each or just from yeah. that 5%. Just think about how busy that place gets too, just with fans. I mean, they have more money than Jack's and Stassi. Oh, for sure. For sure. That They locked out. They fucking for locked sure. out. Um, let me think. Have we covered everything? Is there anything else you would like us to address? Um, you know what I do want to cover? Yes. Not related, but you've got like a Brian Austin Green vibe going right now, David. Okay, do you? Told you this? One billion people. That's what, when I was young, that's what I got more than anything. Like you're looking, like I'm looking at you and I'm like, who does he look like right now? You look like. David Silver. Okay, first of all, people, when I was young, that's who I get more. That's like my number one doppelganger. <laughs> Second of all, I'll fucking take it because he's hot as I mean, hello. He, he ended up aging the best out of all, like every, not even the, the, girl, the guys, the girls and the guys combined. He, I think he looks the best. But you sure. know what cast aged, Melrose Place cast aged so well. They did. Compared to 90210. Yeah. Andrew Shue looks so good. And um, Josie Bissett is gorgeous and yeah, more latest. She's gorgeous. I know. And gorgeous. Doug, yeah, he never ages, I think. Yeah. 
I'll take the Brian Austin Green compliment. He looks, yeah. do you know he's dating someone? Courtney yes, like that Courtney Stodden or something. I saw that. I'm like, you're going to go from Megan Fox to this girl. Do you know who told me that? My, one of my other new best friends, Patty Stanger, called me yesterday. Oh. And apparently, I think Courtney was on, she was on the million dollar the, yeah. matchmaker. Millionaire matchmaker. As were you. As was I, but she was a different season. And Patty called to tell me, like, can you believe she went on a date with Ryan Austin Green? That's pretty, that's pretty good for him. Is she pretty? I, mean, I don't even clearly know. Clearly that's not, not going to last. <laughs> is, is she pretty? Because Megan Fox is dropped dead hot. I mean, Megan Fox, Megan Fox, I think is prettier than Angelina Jolie. And I know people always compare her to. No, she's gorgeous, Megan Fox. I think she's prettier. Yeah. She's like sex on a stick. She's she really is. She's stunning. Sex. She does. I know, but she's gonna leave Brian Austin Green for Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, I, I was like, what? And don't you feel like she's totally the one that wants to break this up and not him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like a wild child. She didn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's older. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he's, he's so. He's hot. Just take, take the compliment and run with it. I'm going to take the compliment and I'm going to run because that's like, that's like a good place to end too because like, listen, there's, you don't come back from being compared to Brian Austin Green. But guys, yeah. if you want us to talk about certain topics here behind the ropes ropes in our Patreon section, DM me. <laughs> Doesn't mean everything is, you know, for, for public discussion or for patreon discussion but dm me because we you know we're open to talking about certain topics but i just think you know everyone wants to be famous i would be on a reality show tomorrow and i, I would just hold my breath for all the shit that would come out about me and you know yeah, again I would nothing, not. no you <laughs> actually wouldn't no and i have nothing racist or anything like that like i'm get i'm clean but just i just there's things that I'm sure people would start talking about. Yeah, I don't need everyone discussing me and my past. <laughs> no, you like really wouldn't do it. You're you're happy being behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe I would do it, but I would not be like the focal point of the show. I would definitely be like, you know, the secondary or third cast member down from the lead. That makes sense. But yeah, I, I, sense. I don't like, you know, I don't need all the focus on me and but I get why they do it. This goes back around to, you know, our discussion. I get it. It's for the fame, 100%. They don't care about the money. I mean, the money comes with it, and it's great while it lasts, but they know that it's not going to last. And they, you know, like you said, Tam, Tamara Judge said, always live below your means. They don't necessarily all do that. No. Um, but I, I think that they care more about the notoriety and the fame and being recognized than they do about the money. So I think so. Yeah. We well, we definitely need to have you back on. I love coming on. We don't need to tell anyone where they can find you because you don't want to be found. No. You're just our <laughs> we'll never have a reality show. <laughs> you're just our private Sarah Sarah who happens to be PR Maven for some very, very big names yes. in the entertainment industry. So yes. we Always love having you. Sorry I talked your show. I listen every night before I go to sleep. It helps it helps put me to sleep. And then, you know, I set my sleep timer on the my podcast app. And then 
I'll finish it the next night. So I know exactly where I left off. <laughs> keep listening. Keep listening. We're four days a week. You're never going to run out of stock. I know. So. I love, I love your content and I'm so proud of you. You've really started, you know, a few months ago and you've completely like, we've, been, we've, we've worked our way up. Yeah. So you're awesome. I'll text you later. You're going to come back on and this is our special Patreon section. So we only invite select people. So I love you. Don't work too hard. I won't. All right. We'll talk later. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Love you much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.